0: Good evening everybody and welcome to a a separate edition of the Sport Limerick Soccer Podcast where we're joined by Larn midfielder Lijia Lynch. Thanks for joining us tonight Lijia.
1: Hi Adrian, happy to be here.
0: Yeah, obviously you're, you're in celebratory mode in, in some ways because uh, your club, Larn, have qualified for European competition. A uh, great achievement for the, the club, Lee Obviously, you'll be looking forward now to a tie with Balatown from Wales, I believe, uh, coming soon. So it'll be a very short pre-season for you, I suppose.
1: Yeah, um, season finished very, very well. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we had a couple of avenues that we could have uh, qualified for Europe, and we went down to the wire um, up here. There's a playoff position at the end that kind of makes the the league a bit more exciting at the end, and um, you have to go through a semi-final and a final, and uh, look, luckily we did it. You know, we have done it the harder way, but um, it worked out in the end very well for us. So I think we learned a lot about ourselves as a team and, and a lot of characters in the team, and, I think we finished the season so well on a high now. I think we're all just really looking forward to getting into Europe, especially this type of football and the style that we play at Larn. So um yeah, look, we, we don't really get too much time off. We've two weeks, we're back in on Monday, but um I think at the start of the season we all would have taken that um to get Europe especially. So look we're happy out now and um look it's another it's another um I suppose it's another goal that we achieved at Larn that we all set set at the very start when we came here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Ob- obviously, there must be a huge buzz around the club as a whole from from volunteer supporters, because obviously, historically, the club in recent years haven't been up at the, the higher ends of the Northern Irish uh, football pyramid, so there must be huge excitement now.
1: Yeah, look, uh, I don't know if a lot of people down home in Limerick or or, or in the Munster region know a lot about Larm, but um, look, it happened a couple of years ago when Kenny Bruce got involved and... um. He he grew up in Larn himself and obviously he's done very well for himself in his own businesses, but um he's got involved with Larn now and we've a very good squad there and um look we've had to start really from the bottom. Um we were in the championship when I joined and obviously we needed to get over a lot of hurdles and and a lot of stuff that comes with that on social media with being involved with Larn and we with the club, but look, we're a tight knit group of players. I still think there's about ten to twelve of us there that started in the championship with the club. Um so we've grown with the club and the club has definitely grown. Um so yeah, look, we started off in the championship when we, we won that. And obviously last year, um just before COVID, obviously we we got a taste of the of the top division up here. And obviously it took us a while to adjust and then obviously COVID hit. Um but this year I think we've got to grips with it. We we ended up winning the County Antrim Shield early doors, which is like the League Cup down down south. Um, We got to the Irish Cup final. um, We were pushing top four all year. And then obviously towards the end of the season, then we've uh, qualified for Europe through the playoffs, which I think over the long run um, of the season, I think we deserve to get Europe. Um, look, we just done it the, the hard way, but as I said, it'll gain it'll gain us in the long run with regards to our character and um, kind of confidence in the team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, when we were speaking to you last, I think it was just after you had won the, the championship title uh, in the north with Larn. Uh, you had mentioned obviously that the club there was a lot of goals there for the club. They wanted to push really high, but also really quickly because they had the, the facility to do so um that's obviously been achieved some bit uh, so far now which is obviously great to see because there's a lot of times where false promises come and, and you know you feel like the team might improve and it doesn't necessarily happen all the time so obviously that's a, a brilliant for yourselves
1: yeah obviously a lot of a lot of league of ireland fans would have seen that throughout the years of what's happened at certain clubs and um look it, it definitely hasn't happened here obviously it's a concern when you sign for a team and it's kind of like you've heard it before and all of us as players joke about that kind of thing, but to be fair to Kenny and to everyone on the board and the club, um, they've done everything that they've promised us. And obviously we've had to deliver on the pitch, which comes with its own pressures, but look, um, we're all really happy to be here. Um, as you said, uh, when we won the championship, we had a lot of goals and a lot of people thought it might come very soon, but look, Larne is only going one way at the moment and um we're all growing with the club and and we're signing certain players and certain transfer windows as well and and the squad keeps growing and building and getting a lot stronger um behind the scenes um the stadium is getting redone every couple of months which is crazy to see and there's bigger plans um we've a new training ground which is getting done um for July this year um so yeah every, everything is there for us and then obviously to top it all off we've got europe which I suppose, with a club that's building, that has big aspirations of winning leagues and cups. And I think you need European football to help the club itself and, and, and to show the fan base that the club is going in a certain direction with the players, not just behind the scenes with the background of the what the board and what Kenny's doing. I think as players, as a team, we have to grow this club by what we do on the pitch. And, and, and I suppose in football, you're you're judged on what you win and um, and look, we're, we're we're on the start of this journey with learn so hopefully may, long may continue.
0: Yeah, I must admit that I don't keep a, a very close eye on Northern Earth football, I haven't in years gone by, uh, anyway, but obviously you had your big clubs, your Linfield and Glen Thorn, who have been, you know, everyone in south of, of Ireland would know those two clubs. It almost came, felt like for a few years that it was like a Rangers and in Celtic in Scotland, in, in Northern Ireland, so obviously a club like Larn coming up, uh, as well probably trying to disturb the big boys is that the next aim because I know obviously you finished 14 points behind uh, Linfield in the end this year but is that the next aim obviously for Larn is you know that consistency to, to challenge right to the end with the likes of Linfield
1: yeah of course um, you need to be doing really well domestically um, before you even look at Europe and obviously we would have liked to have got into Europe automatically um, so look that was a learning curve for us this year um, but yeah look everyone will have heard of Linfield and Glenthorn and um, see I don't know how much people keep an eye down down in Limerick or the Munster region, but there's been a, a lot, a lot of investment if you look into it in regards with Linfield and with Glen Torm with their new owner as well, and obviously with Kenny himself and with Larn and then you have the likes of Coleraine and Crusaders who always seem to do really well. So look, there's been a lot of a lot of investment. Um a lot of players from down south now are are kind of being persuaded to come up north. Um, the league is definitely getting very very strong Um, and it definitely was this year so yeah Um, look I suppose all we can do at Larn is look after ourselves and yeah look we we finished 14 points off Linfield that's too much of a gap for ourselves um, we need to bridge that gap next year and um, it'll definitely be an interesting league again next year Certainly
0: and one question we, we keep referring to the fact that maybe the South and North wouldn't know as much about the leagues uh, they the other leagues as they should but from your own experience obviously you've had a, a wealth of experience for, for seven, eight years in the Atricity League now you're playing in the north. Uh, what's the, the difference in standard like leagues? Is it, is it similar or is there is there a bit of a gap there?
1: Um, I'd say with the regards the likes of Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk what they've been doing for years, that's been years of investment, years of building squads Um but there, there probably is a little bit of a gap between the top four down south to the top four up here. Um, only in the past maybe two, three years, a lot of clubs up here would have been part-time. Whereas with what Larn have been doing, uh, Larn have been doing a full, full-time full model for the past two and a half years now. Uh, Glenn Torn started a full-time model last year. And then Linfield have actually gone totally full-time uh, from, from the start of pre-season this year. Um, so it, it's changed a lot, as I said, and look, that comes with with, with obviously having owners or boards that are willing to invest uh, to push on the squads and, and, and not leave them fall behind. I think the league is definitely changing up here with regards what they've seen with the likes of Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers have done in Europe over the past couple of years. Um, and as I said, I me and a couple of the other um lads from Dublin and our squad are, are noticing a lot of more lads looking to come up here now and and being persuaded to come up here with regards budgets and regards what teams are doing domestically and if they're playing in europe it's a it's a big draw for a player.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I know that uh, when I say this, it, it sounds like I'm, I'm pushing you on a bit. You're, you're the same age as myself, obviously, but you know the stability is obviously a big factor, Leje, as well. I think if if I'm mistaken, you're going close now to being the longest. We'll say this: the longest you've spent at one single club, and obviously you're you're looking to remain there for another while. Uh, that stability at this stage of your career, as well, is is obviously pretty important too.
1: Yeah, I think you see it a lot down south um with regards to league of ireland especially a lot of players move around obviously it's a very short career and you need to look after yourselves and your families as well and if lads have a good season they might move on elsewhere and um look it it happens a lot down down in league of ireland it obviously happens up here as well but um when I first time with larn it was a two and a half year contract and I really enjoyed my football. I really enjoyed my time here. I'm well looked after. Um, I found no reason why to change that. And um, obviously, look, I had a couple of interests from clubs uh, to go back down home, um, to go back down to League of Ireland um, or to sign for other teams up here as well. And um, the club didn't want me to go anywhere. And they, they made me an offer of a three-year contract that you know I couldn't really turn down and was more than happy to stay, as, as I said, I'm really happier. I'm really enjoying my football. And I think Adrian, once once a player has a bit of stability behind him, I think that shows then on the football pitch because once you know you're well looked after and you're liked at a certain place, you're you're always gonna stay put as long as you're doing the business on the pitch. And um look for me personally, I'm delighted to be a part of uh of what we're doing at Larn. You know, as I keep saying, we 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 keep adding players to to the group, every transfer in loan. and it makes you up your game and I think this season I've had I've had my most enjoyable and, and really successful year in a long while, and um I think that's because of everything what we've done and learn and the competition for places and everything like that brings out the best in players. Yeah,
0: certainly an exciting time uh, for the football club. Uh, just to go through uh, briefly, I suppose, the, your own history with your your ex hometown club in, in Limerick FC, uh, league I was speaking to Tony Whitehead a few weeks ago. And we talked about the 2015 season, which I suppose is kind of a, an ill-fated one. And now, but it was, you came in, I remember in July of that season, uh, the club hadn't won a game in 21 matches. A uh, bit of a roller coaster ending to the season. Uh, obviously, ended in, in heartbreak uh, with relegation in in Finn Park uh, late on, which was very, very disappointing. But it, it, when you look back and always suppose, uh, what are your main thoughts on it? It was an absolute uh, roller coaster for supporters and players that year.
1: Yeah, crazy. Um, I had just come back from Scotland with Hamilton and um, obviously could have gone to, I think it was Cork at the time, who were flying and Look, I, sp- I spoke with Pat and with Martin, um, and was I knew most of the boys in the team, and obviously I did a very successful spell just before I went to Scotland with Limerick, so, and obviously with my hometown club as well, um, you know I've always loved playing for Limerick and always will, um, but yeah, that was a mad situation to come into, do you know, the boys were very low on confidence at the time, um, you know, half a year without winning the game, or half a season without winning the game is mad to think now, um. And yeah, I think it was the Bohemians game at home that it all changed where we uh, we won 3-2 and it was just crazy. And to go from, to look back on it now um, with a bit more experience, to, to, to go a whole half a season without winning a game is just crazy to think. But then to flip that on its head and go the next half of the season basically unbeaten. I think we looked at it before the last game of the season and bar Dundalk, we had the second best record from the mid-season break which is crazy to think and then obviously you're on a high that way and then obviously to lose in the playoff um, look as a player to get relegated it's very hard but the one thing I actually really liked about that year was a lot of the boys stayed Um, a lot of us could have gone to other Premier Division clubs and a lot of boys stayed I think we got together a couple of days after and, and we, we had a bit of unfinished business there and um, look. We all know the budget we had in the first division, but we still had to go out. We had to do that to get promoted um, and to get the club back up to where it definitely does belong. Um, So, look, I suppose a lot of stuff was learned from that year. Um, There was a lot of negatives, but a lot of positives in the long run. And um, look, it brought us together. It's a great bunch of lads there. And we, we all kind of still keep in contact after what we did that year.
0: Yeah, obviously you mentioned there the, the fact that you all stayed together and won the first division the year uh the year after. It was actually at a canter uh lead. I almost went unbeaten. Uh you look at it and it was, you know, there were some games I remember, you know, there were seven one wins, seven-nil wins over Waterford, Shelburne and the likes. I suppose a lot of people at the time thought it was it was a cakewalk. Was was it too easy? Did you enjoy the year as much as you should have, or was it a case of we just need to get promoted and it, it seemed like it seemed a bit like the team just had to get promoted and, and it was it was like business as usual. But was it enjoyable in, in the first division that season?
1: Yeah, no, definitely it was enjoyable. Obviously we played some great football under Martin that year as well. And um, look it, it was what it was. We got relegated with the club, obviously if you look at it um from a stats position, if 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 we didn't lose a lot of those games that first half of the year, we wouldn't have got relegated. Um, so a lot of boys wanted to rectify that and, and correct it. Um, so look, we had to go out and we had to um, do the job every single week. We had to make sure that we we got automatic promotion. Um, and we done it, I think, in style that year. Look, obviously, we done it the way we did. Um, people will say it was a cakewalk or whatever. But look, we were the ones that had to go out and do the business every single week and obviously to top off that year, then we got to an EA Sports Cup final as well, um, which was a great year all around for the club. Um, and, and then, then the EA um, Sports
0: Cup final, it was probably a, a sore one, I suppose, because obviously you scored a great goal yourself, actually, to, to open the score uh, against St. Pats. Uh, you know, it, it took. I think it was one all for for a long period of time until Pat scored. I think it was three late goals, three relatively late goals, which made it look like it was a a very one sided affair. It was probably a sore one for you not to 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 get a win in front of a packed markets field with home advantage too.
1: Yeah, I, you know, we we'll always remember. I think every Limerick man will always remember that day. With regards, um, you know, you you, I hear stories from my family and my uncles and, and my grandfather about what it was like in the old markets field and, and the fan base there and what they did and obviously when they won the league and the FAI Cup and you know playing in Europe and look every Limerick man wants to do that in their hometown club with their hometown fans supporting them and look it was a great day for the whole city and um, look it didn't go our way but it just I think it showed for the future what can happen if if, if a team is successful on the pitch that the, that the crowd will come and there is there is support there for the city and and obviously a big sporting culture city.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I know that obviously the, the season after you started the season 2017 with, with Martin Russell in charge, mm. but just a bit on Martin, uh, Leeds. Uh, you know, it's a funny one. I, I always loved watching matches with Martin's teams involved because all, you were guaranteed goals, but obviously he came in for a lot of criticism because people felt he didn't set up the team very well defensively or they were too open uh, because of the style of football. But in your position, I suppose... In, in the way you played he, what type of influence did Martin have a, on you because he gave you the freedom to play I suppose
1: yeah that's it I think um, he just gave those attacking players the freedom to do it and obviously as I as, suppose as a back four they want to be nice and tight and compact and like he wanted them to start their attacks you know building from the back and it's definitely my my look on football is definitely that way as well. Um, look at, we we do it at LARN as well. Do you know, the LARN fans are the exact same. Sometimes it can look very, very good from from minute one to ninety, and other times it can look very, very dodgy if 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 the other team are on a full press. So um, but but as players, I suppose it's it's what you're after. You you kind of want that free flowing style of football. And we definitely got that under Martin. Um under my I think it was a total of three seasons in all together. Um, Under Martin, I, I I loved it. Like I loved the football that we played. Um, and I definitely he think he he had a big impact impact on the club over his time there. Um, but yeah, look, it didn't go our way in the cup final, but I think everyone can all see that 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 whole year was very successful for for the club.
0: Yeah, de- definitely so. And into the two thousand and seventeen season is when you were in the the Premier. Uh, obviously, you had we said uh, one full managerial change, but Willie Boland was there for a while in a caretaker capacity too before Neil MacDonald came in. There was a lot of um, furrow and, and excitement when Neil MacDonald came in, probably because of the link as much so with Sam Allardyce. And then that was a bit of a limerick link as well uh, with that. I suppose that was a difference for you though, wasn't it, in terms of the, the managerial style? Because it did seem like Neil MacDonald was more, if you want to put it that way, negative in terms of attacking in comparison to Martin Russell. What, what was your experience under Neil Macdonald for that few months period?
1: Yeah, being very honest, I got on very well with Neil. Got on very well with him. Um, I think at the very start, I, I I didn't know. Um, Obviously, as you said, maybe the two styles were a bit different, but I actually knew a couple of players at the time that played under him when he was with Blackpool. Um, So um, when he came in, look... We were we weren't winning games at the time, do you know. We were a very mixed bag of results. So I think Neil came in and and wanted to maybe steady the ship a bit and steady the results. And look, he he did that. Obviously, um, you know, uh, when I spoke to Neil myself, he he kind of wanted to play a bit more expanding football, but we mightn't have had the squad or players to do that. But um, I suppose from his point of view, he came in and he done the job and and he kept us in the league that year and. Um, obviously it was a change for us from Martin to Neil but I think as footballers you have to roll with the changes they happen a lot in football and circumstances change really fast in football and all we can do is go out and play when we're asked to play or where we're asked to play and um, yeah look I'm being honest I enjoyed my football under Neil as well
0: Certainly, and, and the Lynch's involvement in, in Limerick football, well, we know it stretches back a while, but it's continuing on as well, uh, Lee J. You have the formation of treating Treaty United men's team. Obviously, the women's side carried the flag for the club last season in its first year, uh, the men's side's first season now this year. Uh, and your cousin Jack Lynch is captain of the club and obviously you've got uh, Tommy on, on commentary duty for LOI TV as well uh, every week. Um, have you managed to, to catch many games, uh, Lee from 3D so far this year?
1: Uh, I remember um, actually listening on the radio to uh, the Bray away game at the very start of the season and then a couple of weeks back, um, I actually caught the last 10 minutes of the, I think it actually was Bray at home, uh, when we nicked it in the end. So, look, but I've been keeping in contact anyway. Um, you know, through, through all my uncles have filled me in and obviously I keep an eye on social media as well like that. And look, it's great to have a team back. I think what happened um, should have never happened in the first place. Um, it's it's too big of a city, too big of a sporting culture to not have a professional men's team in the city. And um, look, it's fair play to the people that have come on and wanted to to create a, a new club, obviously for different circumstances, but a new club um and to, to push that team in the right direction. And look, it's 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 baby steps at the moment. But I think where there are now fourth in the table, I think when I checked last week, which is, oh, absolutely up,
0: is unbelievable,
1: yeah. Um unbelievable <laughs> for a team of I suppose young kids looking to find their way and um the board, how they put, put the club and the team together, Do you know, a lot of credit has to go to Tommy Bard as well um you know he he really has a, a young squad there and and it's just showing how he's setting them up how he's setting them up to play they're really grinding out results and now they have a lot of momentum with them um i suppose if it didn't go that way for them you know it, it could be looking really bad at the moment but they have the momentum now and, and they they have they're gaining experience game by game and, I, know um, I know
0: that tommy always says uh BJ, you know it is game by game and obviously that's a uh, manager's job to, to keep expectations on the ground but considering the way that first division is this year and obviously your own experience of being in the league of ireland it's very topsy turvy but there there is an opening there regardless of obviously the, the, the aim isn't promotion but you know 12 games in now if you're in in that top four and five it's it's a nearly halfway through the season they'll they'll nearly be they will be quite worried that they might actually make a playoff this year
1: yeah, I suppose for Tommy, he needs to keep it game by game with regards how how young the squad is. But um, they've been doing unbelievable. And um, Game by game, they're grinding out results and, and they're keeping adding on the points to the to the table and that's what they need to keep doing. Um, yeah, look, as regards, look, no one might have expected promotion, but if, if they're there at the end of the year, everyone's going to be delighted. Um, if, if I'm not corrected, it's um to fifth place, isn't it to get playoffs? Yeah, yeah. Fifth. So at the end of the day it's definitely doable for them. And once it's a playoff, anything can happen, you know, two semi-finals and a final. So you know anything can happen. Um and look, the club the club will grow and, and keep on growing. And I suppose um knowing how passionate the Limerick fans are, um they're going to want to get back to the markets field as soon as they can and support this team because from what they've seen and and from what you might have thought at the start of the season, they're they're beating everyone's expectations, and and long may continue, and, and I know I hope that that they keep doing well.
0: Yeah, I noticed might have been slipping the tongue leisure, but you said we at the start of that um, uh, piece yeah. a while ago. But um, maybe <laughs> at the end of the the rest of your your contract, if Tommy's still in charge, he might be giving you a belt to come home.
1: Um, yeah, well, look, I'm never going to say no to my hometown <laughs> club, and I feel like I've a bit of unfinished business there anyway. Um, I'd love. I I would have loved for us to loved for us as a team to have gone on a great run in the Premier. Um, even even if we had a year where we were pushing those European places. Um, so look, I'm I'm only I'm still only twenty nine now, I suppose. So I've um a good few years left. Um, as long as I stay fit and healthy, and um, yeah, look, I'll, Adrian, I'll never be saying no to my hometown club. Um, I I would like to think I'd I'd eventually play for them again. But for now I'm I'm very happy at LARN and 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 very secure at LARN. Oh, had to get that
0: into the end, the real political answer. But yeah, I know um, thanks very much for joining us, Liji. And obviously we, we wish you the best of luck with the new season with LARN, which will obviously, as we know, be starting way earlier now with, with European football. And as you said, best of luck with it. And we we hope to, to have you on again in the future.
1: Thanks very much, Adrian. I'll speak to you soon.